So this is the second time that I'm recording this exact same podcast, same coffee from this morning, but I ended up recording this podcast, uh, this morning after my wife and I had breakfast and, uh, I went to play it, had no audio. Why? I have no idea, but I adjust this just a little bit. No audio, none whatsoever. And, uh, and I went to listen to it, screwed around with it and produced precisely nothing. But what I've realized is I could sit here and pout about it and be upset about it and whine and complain and go, well, I guess it's not meant to be, or I just do something about it, redo the podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. It, it this entire podcast came to fruition because, uh, at least this episode is that, and, and I don't do this, I do this for me. I honestly, this is like a running record of my life and what the thoughts I have and the things that go through my brain. Like if you understood what goes through my brain every day, it would be, it's like herding cats inside my head. But at the same time, things come through my head so quickly because I'm so connected to a higher power that I need to get them out as fast as possible. This is the best medium I've got. So I use this one. And it, it was that this morning, um, I was sitting on the couch out there and I was doing some work on my phone getting ready for some of the things I had to do today with, uh, with one of our companies. And my wife said, Hey, I have to run to the store after I dropped the kids off at school. And I said, hold on, I'll come with you because my wife and I, we do everything together 18 years. And it wasn't always like that, but we do everything together and it's the way it's supposed to be. I am hesitant to use the word I want to use embarrassing. When men and women say we have a guy's trip, we have a girl's trip to get away. So we have our own space. Why did you get married? Why did you decide to spend your life with this person? It has nothing to do. If you think you need space from the person that you're with, you married the wrong person or you're not doing it right. This is the only two options that you have, but I like me best when I'm with my wife, my wife likes herself best when she's with me. And that's important to understand because when I got in the car, we dropped off, or we dropped off our kids and we went to the store. I realized that it's not just, it's that you don't know when you're not going to be here anymore. And what's really challenging about that is since it's so cliche, everybody says it and drops no value into that statement. The statement has, has no worth to people, no merit because they just go, I'm just going to, I'll just see them later. How do you know? How do you know? A couple of days ago, it's been uh, 10 years since my dad passed away and there doesn't, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think how cool it would be to call, call my dad. When things happen in my life, I want to share them with my mom and dad. And the only person I can share them with is my mother out of my parents. Because my dad isn't a phone call away anymore. He's gone. And whether you believe in God or not is entirely up to you. I do. My dad was a preacher for 26 years. He was a teacher for 25 years. So he's been a teacher his entire life. And so I talk to my dad all the time, but it's irrelevant whether you believe in that or not. It's that I do. But that being said, I think you have to look at the person you married, look at your wife. And, and that's what this entire episode is about. So if you don't want to listen to it, just fucking turn it off. Like I said, this isn't for you, this is for me. But you have to look at your wife and understand that, are, are, you, are you annoyed 
when you're around this person or you're frustrated, do you think they're going to be there later? Because you don't know. But I thought about that today. I thought, you know what? Like, I really do need my wife. And I had somebody say that on a post one time where, where Brandy said to me, when I was in the hospital and I was sure I was going to die, I sent her a message. It was, I don't know, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And I said, listen, I, I'm not going to make the morning. And I really thought, I really thought that was going to be it. I, it was this overwhelming sense of peace. I can't explain it any other way. I hated it, but I felt very calm and, and a little bit sad because I thought I'm, I'm going to miss my wife. I'm going to miss everything here, which, which really might not make any sense to most people, but it didn't matter. I was sending her all these messages about what she needed to know about our life, how to run our life. And, and we have no secrets. Like our, we have one rule, anything you want, babe. And we have no secrets with each other at all, good, bad, or otherwise, which gives you incredible power because the vulnerability that you give your spouse is turned into absolute indestructible power when you do it for each other. If only one person does it, if only one person does it, then it's weaponized. But it's not. We both are like that with each other, which means there is nothing that can come up that we won't listen to, accept, overcome, and keep going ever, ever. Do you have any idea how unstoppable, unkillable, unfuckly, indestructible we are? That's how it's supposed to be. If your relationship isn't like that, you're doing it wrong. Fix it. And I don't care if you're like, listen to this guy giving relationship advice or not. I have an epic marriage. The only people that say shit like that, like you are, if that's you, are people in weak relationships that hate where they're at, that disagree because they don't like their own circumstances. It has nothing to do with mine. My marriage is fucking incredible. And it's not to brag, it's that it really is. But I started thinking, I really need my wife. And I remember this post when I started talking about it. And I, I took a screenshot of the text. I read the text probably a hundred times a day that she said, I can't do this life without you. I need you. And somebody said, how sad and pathetic is it that somebody needs somebody else? That's not a life. And I thought to myself, part of me went, you know, dude, you're a clown. But the other part of me went, you're missing everything in life. I love that. I need my wife. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to go on without her. It means that life would be radically different and incredibly uncomfortable. They're different. It's not the same. But it's the same thing for her because she said it to me. But those are the things that make people valuable to each other. If you don't need a person in your life, then why are they there? If you're so caught up in your own arrogance that you go, I don't need them. I just tolerate them. Then what the fuck are you guys doing together? And I think that's part of the issue is you make your marriage a, about a contest with each other where who can not need the other person the most? Who can go the longest without have a sending a message? Who can go the longest without saying, I love you? Who can go the longest without, you know, who can hold out for sex the longest? Who can, it doesn't matter. It's always a contest, but it's a shitty contest. And the only people that lose are the two motherfuckers in that relationship. Like text messaging is not a relationship. FaceTime is not a relationship. Like who do you have? Who do you have on your, on your save screen, on your home screen? Who? Because if you have a picture of a car, but you're married, you're fucking broken. If you have a picture of, of a boat or a house, you're not doing it right. That's my wife. That's me. I look at her a thousand times a day. My wife is the most beautiful woman. She's so hot. Shit. She's knockout gorgeous. And she's a beast of an athlete. And she has my six 24, seven, 365. But I don't have to think about that. Neither does she. There's nothing I won't do to protect my wife, but I'm in love with my wife. See, you have to look at your relationship 
itchy nose. You have to look at your relationship. No, I'm sure some asshole's going to be like, oh, see, that means he's lying because he touched his nose. Like, you fuck. Get out of here. Listen, I, I, uh, I need to shave my mustache is what it is. It's long. It's tickling my nose. But like, I, I've known it. It's like two pages of notes, right? Anybody that in my um, Saturday mastermind or my, my Sunday inner circle for business knows I write notes and I follow notes and I make sure that I get all the information out because it's important. Otherwise, people just ramble on about nothing. But I, in case you guys are asking, the, the mastermind on Saturdays is where I go and basically show you how to run the most epic life possible. And Sunday is when I go, listen, we do over a million dollars a month in our business, in, in multiple businesses, actually. And this is how we do it. And I break down everything that's working right now. And then I teach you how to do it. That's part of my inner circle. No, it's not a pitch. If you want to join, join. If you don't, I don't fucking care. There's a million ways to earn money and you don't need me to do it. But I thought about my wife and I thought, you know, today as, as we like, we weren't going to go for breakfast because we had things to do, but we went to the store and then I said, you know what, fuck it, let's go for breakfast. And I sat there and I looked at my wife and I realized like, I, I need my wife and I, lo I love that. Like, I cannot stop looking at my wife, thinking about my wife and it doesn't interfere with my day. It's that it fuels me to keep going and do things better because I do everything I do in this world to enhance the life I'm in. She is part of the life I'm in, which means I want to enhance her life. Why are you doing marriage? Is it just to settle to have the white picket fence in the house or is it actually to have this most, the, the most epic fucking life possible? But what would you do if they're gone? See, if you think that tomorrow you're going to settle that argument, you're going to talk to them later, you're going to make the phone call later, you're like, oh, I'll handle it later. That procrastination might work out to your disadvantage because what if they're gone? I... Five days before I wound up in the hospital in ICU fighting for my life, you would have never been able to convince me that I was going to be there, ever. I was killing it. I did just the most savage workout and, and I came in, I felt like a million bucks, like I was a beast. Five days later, I was pretty sure I was going to die. And it's not the, oh my God, bro, I almost died. Like I really was. And if you saw, if you, if you saw my story, you know. If not, well, they wound up taking a tumor the size of a football out of my chest and my left lung. And they said, you're never going to be able to do anything again. Here's the oxygen tank. Enjoy your fucking life. I disagreed. I disagreed because of my wife. I disagreed because of my kids. I disagreed because of their belief in me when I didn't believe in me. What are you going to do when your wife is gone? What would you do? See, being gone and being alone are the same thing. Being gone means they're gone. Being alone is they might be living somewhere else. Somewhere else they might be with someone else. They might be having a different life, but they're still alive. So even if you're angry about it, jealous about it, envious about it, it doesn't matter. They're still there. You could technically pick up a phone, drive to their house, get on a plane, do something. They're still there. When they are gone, there is nothing you can do. It's empty. See, like I wrote down here, I, I said like, everything you do, they're still there. You're mad, they're still there. You're happy, they're still there. You're sad, they're still there. You're hungry. They're still there. You wake up in the middle of the night to go take a piss. They're still there. You climb into bed. They were there beside you. Climb into that bed all alone, knowing that they're gone, not gone in another house, gone. It's not the same. And if that doesn't chew you up inside and make you look at your own life and go, I need to do better, then you need to look harder. Like, we look at this and, and I went like, the superpower is, 
is needing each other. It's the vulnerability because it makes you stronger. And I think it, you're, the, Deepak Chopra said one time, I remember the way to become utterly invincible is to become completely defenseless because then nothing else feels threatened by you. See, I think that's actually part of the problem is people go into relationships, they go into a marriage and the other person has this subconscious dialogue running that they feel threatened by you because they don't think that you are being all that you can be for them with them. You're not being honest with yourself or them. So they have to be on guard. Now, part of that might be the relationships of the past. Part of that might be now. It doesn't matter. Your job is to be the best version of you for them. And their job is to be the best version of them for you. And if neither one of those are happening, you're struggling. Like I sat there at breakfast and my wife said she was having a hard time seeing out of one eye. It was bugging her. She had this spot that she couldn't see. And she goes, you're going to have to drive home. She goes, I'm just telling you now, you're going to have to drive home. And, and I thought, are you okay? And I said to my wife, sitting across from breakfast, right? And we were at uh, the Cracker Barrel. Right? I said, it's a great place. I fucking love that place. And I said, you need to be okay, baby. And she's like, oh, I'm okay. And I thought, I, I really don't know how I would handle any of this without my wife. And it has nothing to do with being tough or strong. Because I'll tell you, I cry. I laugh, I'm sick, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm all of that. I still get everything done that needs to be done. And anyone that, that says, oh, real men don't this, they don't that, they don't need somebody, get on the mat with me. I'll put you the fuck to sleep that quick. And I'll show you how much of a real man I am. The problem is you guys are so egotistical and arrogant about what your definition of a real man is. You fail to actually become one. But think about that. When you come home exhausted, sit on the couch, give your wife a peck on the cheek and ignore her for the rest of the night. And then she gets mad at you. And then you get mad at her and you guys both go to bed angry at each other and you wake up the next day angry at each other. Except what if she was fucking gone? Would you miss her? Or would you just be such an arrogant prick that you went good riddance? If that's the case, end it now. Let her go have a great life with somebody else. Stop being so selfish. I had a, a phone call, a Zoom call twice, once with this lady by herself, once with her husband on the call. The second time she was a completely different person. Why? Because he's a bully. He's a manipulative bully. She has gone through hell and back to become who she is. She has so much to offer the world. And she was ready to do everything. And we're like, let's do this. Let's let the world know what you're capable of and then teach everybody how. She gets on with her husband later and her husband says, yeah, we have some things we're going to talk about, but yeah, cool. And he was so phony on the Zoom call. If you're watching this, fuck you. You're a prick. You're a manipulative prick. And she should leave your ass. Because I got a message later manipulating the hell, how he manipulated the hell out of her and used her past disease as a weapon against her. Like, oh, you and that just disgusts me. It fucking disgusts me. Like, you are such a weak coward if you do that. If you weaponize the emotions against your spouse, I, I hope she leaves your ass. I hope she laughs at you and leaves and takes all your shit. Because you don't deserve that. You don't deserve her at all. But look at your spouse. If you really love your spouse, why are you waiting till tomorrow? Because if you have anything, and this is a lesson for me, if, if I look at my wife who's sitting right out there and I think to myself, 
if she wasn't sitting out there, would this feel different? Absolutely. I don't even know if I could do this podcast right now. It wouldn't sound the same. Wouldn't feel the same. There wouldn't be any emotion. None of this is rehearsed. I have two pages of notes just to keep me on track. But could you do it? Could you do it the same way? Could you do it the same way as you're doing it right now? The answer is no. Then why are you fucking it up right now? Like I wrote this here. I said the phone call that you can't make, the text that you can't make, the touch that you can't do, the kiss that you can't have, the contact that you can't have. How many dinners have you had together? How many breakfasts? How many coffees? How many conversations? That all of that is just something that becomes routine throughout your regular day because it's just something that you do, except that's something that you do when it's gone, leaves a hole because of the permanence of death. This isn't a morbid conversation. It's that you need to appreciate the life you have. Because I had to learn, I rolled out of the hospital in a wheelchair with an oxygen tank and I'm going too fucking bad. And then I looked at my wife and I said, I need to get to work because I need to be better for her. It's the only reason I even started any of our companies is because I want to be able to show other people with us, listen, this is how you do it. I know because I had to go through hell to get here. I made all the mistakes so you don't have to. I think part of this, even looking at this, like, like I'm reading this and I just, I, I, it's like life, health, mindset, marriage, you know, these are, it's a series of these incremental movements that happen over time that accumulate to become something massive and valuable and incredible. And we live in an instant on society where if it's not happening right away, people swipe right. If it's not happening right now, they quit. If it's not happening in the next six months and they're not a millionaire by working an hour a day, or they're not having sex every night at, at, at porn star levels and swinging from the fucking chandeliers and their kids are all, you know, straight A students that own companies by the time they're 12 and they're YouTube stars, the world is a shitty place and they're not doing their job, but that's not the truth. Because that's the greatest way to set yourself up for massive disappointment, expecting things to happen instantly. In order to have something succeed in your life, in your marriage, in your relationship with your, with your wife, you only need three things. One is resiliency. You need to be able to be resilient to each other and for each other, not against each other, to each other and for each other against everyone else. If anything happens in our life, it is my wife and I versus the entire fucking universe. Nothing has ever changed. It doesn't matter what you throw at us, even if it's at her or at me, it doesn't matter. We lock up and go against it together. Do you really do that? Do you really do that? And if you do, what would you do if she's gone? You have momentum. See, and this is where people screw this up is they have momentum, but is the momentum taking you to all the places you want to have in your relationship or is that momentum taking you away? Is the momentum taking you to more money, a better level of fitness, a better marriage, a more incredible life, greater kids, you know, a happier home, all of that? Or is that momentum taking you towards complacency and excuses and average and sitting at home, staring at the television, yelling at a screen, rubbing the Oreo dust off your big belly while your wife looks at you, wishing that you were the same man she fell in love with? Because if that's who she fell in love with, just a big fat slob, then I guess that's what she loves. When people go, well, she loves me for who I am. She doesn't want to push your fat ass around in a wheelchair because your knees are fucked. She wants you to have respect for her by taking care of yourself. You wouldn't believe the number of guys that I see and hear 
who talk about how if their wife got fat, they'd let them know as they brush their fat belly of brush the crumbs off their fat fucking belly. Dude, what are you going to do if she's gone? You can score that again if you try. Why abuse it? People will watch rom-coms and Netflix movies and Prime and all the bullshit to see the things that they wish they had instead of just creating them in their own home. I watch other people like you, you guys, you seek acceptance and validation. You get your relationship advice from, from an Instagram post from someone that's 22 years old. It's dated three people and, and, and it has a body count that's so fucking high. And that's who you get your relationship advice from. Why? Because they're entertaining. They got a big set of tits. How does that do anything? How about the, how about the, 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 the couple that's been together for 81 years? You know what they're going to tell you? The same thing I will, the same thing any real couple will say. We come from a time when we fix things instead of throw them away. But that also is, we look at each other and we love each other no matter what. I wake up every morning, I'm more in love with my wife than I was the day before. Every time. And people think that, oh God, Trevor, blah, blah, boo-hoo, you sappy fuck. That's not it at all. I'm absolutely insane about my wife. I think she's amazing. But I wake up more in love with her today than I was yesterday because I have yesterday to base it on. I can look at everything yesterday and now I know more about my wife. I'm more connected to my wife. I've had more experiences with my wife, which allows me to fall in love with her even more because I have more life with her to use to fall in love with. Where's your, that's my momentum it takes me forward. If your momentum is like, yeah, this happened and that happened and you're pointing fingers and yelling and screaming and making sure that you pay attention to all the shitty things that have occurred in your life, you have momentum. It's the wrong fucking direction, but it's costing you. 18 years together, my wife and I, the sex is better now than it was 10 years ago. Astronomically better. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like 10 years from now. It's going to be out of the fucking, it's going to be crazy. But I also told my wife, when I'm an old man, I'm going to be chasing her ass around in a walker, trying to have sex with her in the front yard, all old and wrinkly. I don't care. I love my wife. I hold her hand. I kiss her all the time. I come up behind her and hug her all the time. When you tell your, your, your wife that you love her, do you actually say it or do you just go, oh yeah, I love you too. And then just keep on walking. Do you send her a text? Spell the word love, L-U-V, and put the, the, the letter U afterwards? Are you that simple? Your vocabulary is that useless? Put time into what you want, but you'll put time into betting on your team, yelling at your team, making sure that everything's done so you can go watch the game, but you won't put time into the person that sits across from you, except what are you going to do when she's gone? Because the most catastrophic event of your entire life will occur. It will. It is inevitable. It's as immutable as gravity. And that is that you will lose someone that you love, someone that you love so dearly. And instead of sweeping it under the rug and going, yeah, I'll deal with that when I get there. Why don't you look at it and go, I don't have to worry about it because I spend every day creating a piece of heaven with the people I'm with. But y'all are too busy looking around at everybody else's lives, making judgment. Who the fuck cares? Well, look what they're doing. So? Well, look what they have. So? I know people that make what I earn in a year, they make it in an hour. So what? I also know people that won't make what I earn in a month for their entire life. So what? Follow me, I'll teach you how to do better. Either way, it doesn't matter. Why are you looking outside of your own life for validation and acceptance, especially when it comes to your wife? 
I see all attention. Oh, I go in the, the, the you dudes, you fucking go and you, you jerk off to some stupid porn. Fuck, go do it with your wife. I would much rather have wild, crazy sex with my wife than watch it. Like, it could. Oh, but she would never do that. How do you know? How do you know? Did you ever look at her and go, this is what I want to do? You're so worried about it that you don't say anything about it. It's your wife. You ever think that maybe there's all kinds of freaky shit she wants to do with you that you're not willing to let her think about or talk about because you make her feel uncomfortable and unsafe? You ever think of that? Do you ever spoil the fuck out of her? Just go get the kids? Leave a flower somewhere? Not a whole bunch. Do you pay attention? Are you an active listener? Do you listen to the things that she says and actually pay attention when she's like, oh, and she dropped, it's not a hint. She just drops information and you pay attention, you file it away. And when something comes up, you just go and get it, show up, build it, create it, rub her feet, whatever it is. And she knows that you're paying attention. Are you an active listener? Are you just letting things bounce off of you and just keep going? I think part of the issue is, I, I, I wrote this here, social media and the availability of instant on information has sold us on this instant you know, relationship, this instant access, this instant result, but that doesn't happen. Like I said, it, you have to be resilient, resilient enough to keep going the direction that you want to go, knowing that you're going to get there. And even if you don't see the results, you have to have momentum. And that momentum is going to take you either forward to what you want in your relationship with your wife or away. There's only two directions. There's no gray. There's no static position. You're either moving towards or away. You either have more love or less love. You either have more sex or less sex. You either have more fitness or less fitness. You either have more money or less money. It is always one or the other. There's it's binary. Coming up with reasons as to why it's good where it is and you're like, okay, it's weak. Just so you understand it's weak. And you know it. You know it. That's why this triggers you if you're all pissed off. Good. You get one spin on this planet. And you know what the last one, the outcome, it's going to take time. But the instant on society that you see in social media and see on television is what's causing the problems. Like the, the question is always, how do I get ABC easier? How do I get XYZ easier? But that tells me your mindset. That tells me that you don't want to put any work into it. That tells me that you just want to have it show up. You don't want to put in the time, the effort, the energy, the work. You just want to have it given to you. That's an entitled state of mind. And that tells me that you're weak. As a male, you're weak. As You're not a man, you're a boy. You should be going, how hard can I struggle to get it? Because everything I want is on the other side of that struggle. The woman that I want to make happy, the woman that I want for me to make me happy, the life I want, the kids I want, the dog I want, the house I want, the car I want, the business I want, the money I want. That is all on the other side of the struggles that you are right now unwilling to do. Because you're too busy running a dialogue in your head about the things that maybe you should or shouldn't say to your wife. There is nothing you should not be able to tell your wife. And if there are things inside your head that you're like, I'm never going to tell her that, then you don't have a relationship. You have an agreement. And all you're doing is sticking to the rules of the agreement by keeping everything else that's outside of that agreement to yourself. You know, if you're running conversation in your head about the things you shouldn't say, can't say, feel uncomfortable saying or telling or showing or whatever the hell it is, you do not have access to the bandwidth to have a great marriage. You don't. Because you're taking up bandwidth, having a dialogue in your head about all the shit you shouldn't say. There is nothing I can't say or, or do or go out and tell my wife right now out, out on that couch. Out, nothing. And vice versa. She could come in here right now and say and do anything. And there is nothing that, that is off limits. 
What kind of fucking relationship would you have if you have limitations on it? You want an unlimited, uninhibited relationship. That's how marriage is. Like I said, our rule is the same. Anything you want, babe, on either side of that equation. See, most people, they, they talk about love. They're like, oh yeah, I unconditionally love my wife. Do you really? Or do you love her on one condition that she doesn't get better, happier, stronger, better looking, whatever the fuck it is, than you? I don't care what my wife wants to start. I'll help her start it. What she wants to build, I'll help her build it. Because she does the same. See, being the wife of an entrepreneur, it ain't easy. I work 16 hour days. But you know what? I get to do it by looking at her right over there. I get to climb into bed when I'm done, when I put my phone down, when I close my laptop and I get to climb into bed with my wife right next to her, right there on the spot. I don't have to drive home. I don't have a commute. I don't have bullshit in my head. I don't have anything going on. I mean, I used to leave the house at 4.30 in the morning, get home sometimes not till eight o'clock. And it would be because there's an hour and a half on either side of that day of commute time. And I was driving 35 miles. It's not like it was far, but it was in California. You know how much it sucks to not see your wife and kids? Forget it. So I refused. So I said, you know what? I'm going to build my own company. I'm not the same man that went into the hospital. Two years ago when I came out of the hospital, I'm not the same man. Because I looked at myself and I went, where am I missing? Where are the holes in my life? Where are the things that I know I could be doing better? What don't I admire? Because if I don't admire it, neither does she. But see, most of your wives are kind enough to go, well, yeah, but he loves me. He gives me a good life. Sit down and ask your wife how you could be a better husband for her. And then buckle up for the answers and actually shut down your ego and do it. See, a lot of you guys are so arrogant and ego-driven that you don't even want to listen. But she's not telling you something to make you uncomfortable. She's saying this would make our life better. You're okay to do the same thing for her too. See, it, it goes both ways. It's not this, the wife is better, the husband is better. You guys are on the same fucking team. And sometimes you guys play against your own opposing teams. And you wonder why it doesn't work. Because you're seeing who can outdo the other person. The only thing I try and do is beat my wife in a workout. And it rarely happens. She's a fucking animal. She's an ex-pro athlete. She's strong as fuck. If you haven't seen my wife, holy shit. She's so hot. And she's so fit. She's a fucking badass. I love that. Why would I not be proud of that? You think she looks at me and says, yeah, I, I, I hate that my husband is jacked and fit and that we, we make a lot of money. You think she looks at me and goes, fuck, I hate that? No. But then again, ask yourself, look at your wife. If you don't look at her with pride and you just want to brag up, down and sideways about your wife, you're doing it wrong. What if she was gone? What are you going to do? Because if you're like, good, I'd fucking celebrate. What are you doing then? Cut her loose and let her go have a great life with someone she's in love with. If not, get your act together. Build that empire as a team. Doesn't matter how, where you are right now. Well, I've been doing this for 60 years. It sucks. So make the decision so it doesn't suck. Like, this is what I said. I said, instant on. How do I do it quicker and easier? I said, fuck, like you guys, it's, it's not like it, that instant on expecting things to happen right now is what leads to disappointment. And then people play the other side of that coin and go, well, you need to be patient. Fuck patience. Like it, it's, it's not 
patience that matters. It's ruthless commitment and drive and eliminating every option. See, a lot of you guys give yourself a bunch of options. Well, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to do this. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to do that. But you're planning for things that haven't happened yet in an effort to offset the emotion of being connected with another person. But yet that connection is why you're there in the first place. If you don't think so, reevaluate why you got married. I got married because I'm in love with my wife. I knew I was in love with her before. I was in love with my wife before I knew. Whether that makes sense to you or not is irrelevant. But I knew that the second I saw her, that I wanted to spend my life with her. She's my best friend. There's all these dumb fucking statements. Well, if you don't marry your best friend, because when it doesn't work out, you don't just lose your spouse. You also lose your best friend. What the fuck does that mean? What Stimpat's little soft bitch decided to say that? If any of you guys go, well, that's true. That's why your shit's not working out. Why would you not want to wake up every day with your best friend and go to bed every night with your best friend and have crazy experiences in life with your best friend? Build up family with your best friend. Get rich as fuck with your best friend. Have crazy sex with your best friend. Why would you not want to do all that? You want to live two lives, but the two lives you want to live, you want them to be with the same person, but you're afraid to let that person in. It boils down to the same thing. You are afraid to let them in. You don't want to be vulnerable to them. My wife has every tool, every, every weapon she could possibly need to utterly obliterate the fuck out of my life, drop a nuclear bomb and hear a shame of the shit out of my life. And I have the same with her. And there is zero chance that I'm ever going to do it or that she's ever going to do it. Why? Because she's my best friend. You know what our kids see? Two parents that love the shit out of each other. We hug, we kiss, we hold hands, we cuddle, we laugh, we argue. We do all kinds of things, but our kids always see their parents connected. And that's another thing, by the way. If you are fighting, you're trying to hurt each other. Arguing is trying to resolve differences. When you fight, you're just trying to win by sheer volume and noise. Honestly, if you're fighting, you're just a dick. Argue. Lose gracefully. Win gracefully. Either side. And then cut it the fuck loose. Like, you have to be willing. And I think this is the problem is, who are you, right? Who are you right now today? But who are you now? And how does it affect who, who you are tomorrow? or who you are five years from now, or 10 years from now, or 15 years from now. See, that instant on mindset and society and the world we live in, it means that who you are right now is all that matters, but who gives a fuck about who you are tomorrow, except that's going to change, that, that affects your life dramatically in a very negative way, because who you are today is going to influence who you become tomorrow. It's going to influence who you are tomorrow, who you are next week, who you are in a month, in a year, in five years. So who you are today matters in relation to the rest of the life that you're about to lead, the cascade of events that are going to occur. But most people are just concerned about who they are right now and how they look to everybody else. I don't give a fuck how I look to anyone else except my wife. Because I, I, I love me. Oh, I love the shit out of me. I'm proud of me. I know I'm a badass motherfucker. I know I'm strong and I know I can do better. See, I don't need someone else's opinion or validation to tell me that. 
I also don't need someone that's going to come and try and knock me down because it doesn't have any, you can't stop me. You can't kill me. You can't hurt me. You can't bother me with an opinion coming from someone else because it's not my opinion of me. It's someone else's. What do I care? Y'all are worried about what someone thinks of you, your wife, your life, your, your car, your kids. Change it if you don't like it so that you're proud of everything that you are. I look at my wife all the time. I'm like, holy shit, am I proud of you? I know she looks the same way at me. And again, it wasn't always like that because we didn't see that in each other because we were looking at garbage, not great. What are you doing? What if she was gone? That's what I thought about today at, at, at breakfast when she told me her eye wasn't working right. She couldn't see this little spot. Bothered me immensely. Fuck, did it bother me? That was the catalyst for this entire talk right now. So what are you going to do when she's gone? And part of me went, I don't want to think about it. The other part of me went, I better not waste a fucking second right now. When I wake up, we wake up the same way every single day with a couple of variations, but this, this is the same way. My wife, she rubs my back, my shoulders, says, I love you. Every morning I go out and I do my SOP, the pull-ups, the air squats, the push-ups and the recliner twists every day. I never miss by the way, ever. Ever. I've missed exactly zero times. When I come in, she goes, hi, my babe. She says it every time. She never misses. But we wake up loving each other. I wake up in love with my wife more. She wakes up more in love with me. Sometimes it's naked. Sometimes it's not. But that's a whole other side of this equation that's fun. The point is, is that we wake up in a good place, not a bad place. If you wake up miserable and dislike your spouse, what the fuck are you doing? What is your reason from yesterday? Can you change that? See, the level of your upgrade in your life is directly proportional to your willingness to sacrifice everything in the past. You cannot get to where you want to go by looking behind you. It's not this, this cliche ex like expression. Your level of upgrade, the, the quality of your life right now, is directly proportional to your willingness to eradicate the past. And this is where people get really caught up because they go, what, you're not supposed to have any accountability? No, your accountability has been handled and done. You don't have to be accountable for the same thing over and over and over again. That doesn't make sense. You don't have to requalify for forgiveness repeatedly. Imagine if God did that. Oh, you need to, we need to talk about that sin you did again. I thought you forgave me for that already. Yeah, but you know what? I was thinking about it. I didn't like it. It really pissed me off. So uh, let's, let's talk about it, whether or not we're going to smite you. How fucked up would that be? My God doesn't work like that. Maybe yours does, not me. But you cannot level up your life without being willing to let go of the past. You have to sacrifice it. It's got to die. Somebody said that to me one time. They're like, oh, I miss the old Trevor with the smash words and the corny videos. I go, that fucking guy died. The Spartan came out. Whether you want to like that or not, whether you think it's great or not, whether you think it's corny or great or awesome or badass or fucking stupid, is irrelevant. I liked it. It's effective. But I looked at everything in my life that I didn't like and I started plugging the holes and making it better. If you would have told me 20 years ago that we'd be doing seven figures a month, I would have said, I don't know about that. I don't think that's, do people even do that? Now I'm hunting for doing that in a week. Brad Lee said, wait till you do it in a week. 
Then wait till you do it in a day. Wait till you do it in an hour. If you think for a second, I'm going to stop until I get there. I'm not. And then when I get there, I'm going to keep going. Because that's how many people I want to help. I could not do that without my wife. I could not do that without her. Because together, you, oh God, you are the most indestructible, unstoppable fucking force in the universe with the right woman next to you. When you're aligned with your vision, your actions, your mindset, the words that come out of your mouth, when that is all in alignment between you and your wife, you are utterly unstoppable. The only thing stopping you is your lack of willingness to execute on that specific thing. And it's what ends marriages. Like, <laughs> I wrote this, like when you commit, when you commit, you have to commit to eliminating every other option out there as well. I'm not talking just people. But people are squirrels. They like shiny shit. Yeah, but, but, but what if it doesn't work? Why are you even thinking like that? I don't think like that. It is impossible for me to think that way. I don't look at my wife and go, what if this doesn't work? I look at my wife and I am grateful as fuck. And by the way, when you say I'm grateful for my spouse, and then you put the word but after it, and then you go, well, but, blah, blah, blah. Listen, here's how you show gratitude, just so we're clear. If you wake up and you're like, I'm super grateful, but you're fat and sloppy, you're not grateful. You're lying. You're hiding behind a veil of gratitude, thinking that it's absolving you from all the stupid decisions and mistakes, but it's not. If you're really grateful, you will become the best version of yourself possible. And if you go, well, maybe that is the best version. Again, you're lying just so you don't have to do the work. It's going to be a struggle. You need to ask yourself, where's the struggle? Where's the fire? Where is it so ugly that I need to go there so I can come out of the other side because I earned that shit? You know how many messages? I, I'm so humbled by all the DMs that I get from people going, God, I love how you are with your wife. That's right. Damn right. She is so badass and I love that. Why would I want anything different? Why would I hide that? And yet you guys hide it from yourself. Like I could stare at this paper all day. I had literally two pages and I could go on for, for a month. You know what I realized is that even this, like a lot of you guys don't even know how to have a relationship because your parents didn't teach you how to have a because your parents didn't teach you how to have a relationship because nobody taught your parents. So the only way you learn is by looking at quote unquote relationships online. You see 22 year olds driving Lambos and in, in, in yachts and taking private jets and thinking that's fucking life. But yet what you don't know is 99% of them don't have the money to do that. They're just doing everything they can to look rich so they can sell their course or sell their event or whatever the fuck it is. And the few that are really crushing it, yeah, listen to them. But make sure they have everything you want. Because if you look at somebody, you're like, I totally want to do what they're doing. I want to have their life. Look behind them and make sure that you want that life. Because if someone starts talking about how great their life is, but there's nothing to back it up because they don't really have it, why are you listening to them? I've had, listen, it is always the people without kids giving you advice on kids. It's always the fat people giving you advice on health. It's always the broke people telling you how to earn money. It's always the people that don't have whatever it is that you want trying to tell you how to get it in a way that makes sure that you're not going to get it because they're the fucking expert. But yet, if they're so good and they know so much, how is their life still so shitty? To know what not to do is not to know. Understand that I have an epic marriage. Holy shit, do I have an epic marriage. We have a killer companies that we built ourselves from scratch. 
I have two amazing, we have two amazing kids. Lethal. My son is lethal. Holy fuck, is he dangerous. Little 14-year-old Muay Thai Jiu-Jitsu ninja. Since he was four years old, he's so dangerous and he's such a humble, great kid. Let me take that word humble out because that's a dumb word. He's a noble kid. He's noble. He's strong. He's confident. And he's a hugger, but he has no problem taking you apart on the mat. My daughter, she's a cleat. She's powerful. She's feisty. She's like her mother. I wouldn't have her any other way. See, when you guys look at your wife and you look at your daughter, you go, oh, yeah, she's just like her mom. You better say that with pride because that woman decided to have a child with you, number one. And number two is you said that you would spend your life with her. And if you go, she changed, maybe you fucking changed too. Maybe you should look at everything that you want in a relationship and start doing it, not asking for it. Because she doesn't owe you anything. You owe the relationship. You owe her. Because you get what you put out. Your reflection back at you is exactly what you're putting out. So if you have a crappy, shitty marriage, that's on you, motherfucker. And when you start going, I'm going to wait for her to change. That's the problem. Stop dipping your toe in the water. Cannonball the fuck into that thing. Listen, if there's a bunch of things you want to do in your life, whether it's a, a trip, make, a, make money, start a business, change your job, get jacked, you know what, have crazy sex. It doesn't matter what it is. You need to tell them. Because if you're going to keep it in your head, all you're going to do is create bitterness and anger inside yourself because you think they don't want to do it because how the fuck are they supposed to know the blueprint in your head? I'm seriously the most dope husband on the planet. You know what I suck at is reading minds. You tell me, I'll go to work to make it happen. Like I, I, my wife, I'm buying her this, this G, just so you understand, it's not about you either. It's about her. If you are going to do something for her, it's about her. So don't try and sell her on an idea about you because you want her to get that because of you. Here's an example. I'm buying my wife this G-Wagon, this AMG G-Wagon, right? And I looked at a whole bunch, this, these G63s. I was debating on a four by four square. And she goes, I don't want that lifted. I go, okay, perfect. They're pretty monstrous. So I went down to the G63, the AMG. And I said, all right, she wants a white one with a black interior. Well, I found this charcoal gray one. I found a bunch. And it was the Bravis version. Got a little bit of a lift, pretty beefy. It's a fucking dope car. It's got a black and red interior. The interior is so sick. I looked at it. Now I showed it to her, not because I wanted her to buy it or how I was going to try and sell her on that's the one, how she, that she should get that one, you know, because it's a Bravis and it's all this stuff. None of that. I actually, and I even prefaced it with, listen, I'm not showing you this, babe, because I'm like, you should probably get this one. It's a way better deal. Because honestly, she would go, okay. If you think so, babe, okay. Even though it wouldn't be what she wanted, but then, why would I do that to her? Then it's not what she wanted. It's what I wanted. I just wanted to show her the cool interior. It was just rad. I liked it. The point is, is that what you're doing? Are you, are you getting your, your wife to do all the things that you want to do instead of actually the things she wants? Do you know how good it feels to go, I'm going to just go and write this check for this killer G63 and she's going to love the fuck out of it because it's exactly what she wants. By the way, those things literally go through anything. They're just a tank. They're awesome. And if you don't think so, you need to go drive one and understand. They're fucking great. The, the point is, is that what are you doing? Are you doing the things to make her experience life to the fullest with you? Or are you doing things so that you experience the best life while she comes along for the ride? See, you have to, it's the lessons, I think, that are the most uncomfortable things. Every day I wake up, I get a new lesson. And most people, they... 
have the same day, they groundhog day their whole life. They have the same day over and over and over again. And they're like, well, we've been at this for 10 years. It's exactly the same. That's the problem. You approach every morning, you go to bed every night and you approach every morning with trepidation, fearful of the lesson that's about to occur. And so instead you relive the same day again, afraid of the lessons because the lessons are just going to point out where you're going wrong. And you don't like that. People don't like to be wrong. So you allow your ego to take advantage, your arrogance to take advantage and take over the circumstances and provide emotional support to yourself. But yet that doesn't level you up. The lessons are going to be uncomfortable, but everything on the other side of that discomfort is all the things you want. So you have to look at your day and go, I'm willing to take the lesson in order to have a better life with her. Because what are you going to do when she's gone? So when you approach every day going, there's another lesson here. When you approach every day going, I know a little bit more about my spouse. And if you look at that and go, yeah, I don't like what I learned. You're looking at it wrong. Change your perception. Because if she was willing to share something with you, don't you dare, don't you dare discount. If she was willing to expose something to you that she was really afraid to tell you, whether it is personal, whether it is intimate, whether it is something about her past or a goal or a dream, don't you dare shoot that shit down. Because would you want that? Then why are you in the marriage? There's nothing I can ever tell my wife that she won't go. All right, let's do it. I can tell her the craziest shit in bed. Okay, let's do it. Vice versa. We can talk about the craziest things for business, these monumental like global domination. And she'd be like, okay, let's do it. How do we do it? She designed our entire home, 12,000 square feet. She did. She didn't even know how to do it. She was drawing it out on graph paper. Not once, five, six, seven times. She had to keep starting over because she kept fucking it up because she didn't know how to do it at all. And then on this computer right here, she, we have a CAD program. It's called SketchUp. It's dope, actually. It's really great. She designed the entire house right down to the electrical, the plumbing, and the load variances of the entire place. She basically engineered the entire house to the point where we went to the architect to get the um, elevations done just the other, just maybe a week and a half ago. And the con, the, uh, the uh, Alan, the architect pulled it out, looked at it, and he goes, most contractors would just build right off of this. She had the electrical plant, everything on there. Right down to doing dry return windows. Like everything was on there and that doesn't even need to be there. She measured out the floor drains and the electrical and the foundation from the outside of the foundation took into account the thickness of the walls. Like all this stuff, she didn't know how to do any of it. But when she said, I don't know, babe, I, I really want the house to look like this. And she started sketching it on a tiny little piece of graph paper. And then she got to work and I said, do you want me to get you a big graph paper? Cause she was taping pieces together. It, it looked like a third grade classroom in our great room. There's paper all over the place. And I said, do you want me to get you a giant graph, like sheet of graph paper, like, like a four feet by four feet? Oh no. Guess what I did? I went and did it anyway. She started drawing it out. She learned how to do things to scale, how to use it. She got our three-sided ruler, which any of you that do engineering know exactly what I'm talking about. But all these simple things that you're like, so? It's not the so. It then I went all in on supporting it. I got SketchUp. I tried it out for 30 days for free. Not because I'm cheap, but because I'm like, oh, fuck, if we don't need it, I don't need to spend a couple hundred bucks. And I said, do you want to try it? See what it is. She got so frustrated. She's like, this is stupid. And then she went back at it. Why? It was after the 30 days. So I bought it. And then she got on and started looking at YouTube, learning how to do it. She became an expert. If you saw it, like, God, I should take my camera. I should turn this on. Holy shit. Like, I, I shit you not. It's unbelievable, this house. Like, I, you got, yes, this is the most crazy thing. I mean, this is the middle of a, middle of a podcast. I'm going to put this on you because I really want you to see this. If you understood the, the level of 
go here and see if I remember. Castleford. Nope. I have to look. See it over there. That's strike two. Boom. Strike three. Got it. All right. So it has to leave for updates. Let's go here. I'm going to turn the camera to this. Always this. God, you ever get that? They want to update the shit out of your computer all the time. It just drives me nuts. Always tells me, what are you doing? So I have this here. Mansion, 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 mansion. That's good. That's what we call it. Mansion. Let's go. That's, that's a person's And that's, and there's so much on here. Like, this is my wife. You got to understand this. This is so. You can see this. I'm going to turn this whole thing so you can see. Yeah. Look at that. Look at this. This is all her. She designed. Oops. Hopefully I didn't just fuck that up. But anyway, the point is, look at all this thing, right? Oh, I did. I spun it there. It's there. I was taking it in three days. When I do this, my wife's going to look at it. She's going to have a heart attack, right? Yeah. But look at this. Like this is, this house is monstrous, by the way. It's about 12,000 square feet. But even look at this. That says, if you can see that, this 3060 fixed eight foot header. That's for a window. Like she learned how to do all this stuff. So whether you think this is cool or not, let me explain something. This took fucking work. The reason saying that is it's not about showing me the house. It's about showing the support that I gave my wife because I believe that she could do it. Do you believe in your spouse that much? Do you believe in your wife that much? When she wants to try something, do you support it? Or do you just go, I don't know if that's a good idea. I could just write a check for that. She knows it too. Who cares? But she wanted to try it. So I said, absolutely. She crushed it. Do you do that? See, those are the lessons. She was willing to take the lesson. This entire podcast right now, I'm doing for the second time. All of this. I did this entire thing this morning. No sound. None of it. I looked at it. I looked like a mime. I'm just going back and forth in the background in front of my Spartan army sign. You have a choice to make your life and your relationship better or worse. But it's all based on the fact that you're going to either go all in or not. And we can make this cliche or you can go, what would you do if she were gone? And I don't mean alone, living somewhere else, having another life with someone else. I mean, gone. You can't pick up the phone. You can't send a text message because she's gone. Because if that doesn't sober you up really fucking quick about all your stupid actions, listen to this entire podcast again. See, I love that I married my best friend. Because together, oh, fuck, we're dangerous. Peace out.